This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. Uh, Brian Cantino and Dom Fierro here with the Sneaky Plays Podcast, um, presented by Joker Mag. Um, we're going to go through a couple changes that we're making going forward with the podcast, um, and along with Paulie's picks. Um, so tonight it's only uh, Dom Fierro and myself. Um, we want to give a shout out to O'Shea for starting the podcast, but uh, he's an extremely busy man with uh, Joker Mag and everything else. Um, he does a lot of entertainment stuff, um, writing and uh, social media output. So uh, he's a little bit busy. So uh, Dom and I decided to take the reins on this and uh, we're excited about it. I uh, just want to give a thanks to O'Shea. Yeah. And then make sure to look out for his new podcast. He's just launched uh, Hustle and Motivation also. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, motivate and uh, he's Hustle and Motivate by O'Shea. Um, he's going to go with. Uh, um, podcasting with um, people that have been successful in the recent years and the up and coming years, um, you know, with social media and just being an overall productive person. That's kind of what it's all about, you know, hustling, motivating to people to make some money and motivate themselves to be better people. So shout out to O'Shea. Uh, he's doing great things. And uh, yeah, look, look for his podcast on Joker Mag. It's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, the first episode just launched a couple of days ago and it was great. And we also can't forget that if you were missing, no, we are missing a voice here tonight. It's not because we kicked him off, even though we're getting very close. <laughs> it's because he decided to attend the Sixers game and Chris Morris. Oh, this, I mean, after the Sixers terrible loss here, I'm surprised he's there, but you know, what? he's, he's a Philly guy and uh, he can't get it up. Shit, so shout out Morris. Um, we'll talk about his predictions later, uh, that gas for the week for the Eagles. Oh, yeah. And that'll be the only Eagles talk the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Well, in-depth Eagles talk, you know, get any more serious with Eagles than Morris, so. Yep. All right, guys. So, uh, we're kind of going to get right into it. Um, what we're going to do from now on is, uh, discuss some of the players that both Dom and I like, and right now, um... Our expert Paulie is listening in, and he's kind of gonna go off what we say tonight for um, his picks that are gonna come up either Friday afternoon or Saturday morning. Um, so it'll be right before Sunday. Um, so you know the injury, all their injury reports will be out. Um, we had an issue last week with Cameron Braid. Uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, OJ Howard ended up playing with a strained MCL. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it just hurt us with it hurt Paulie with picking Bray. Um, he did get in the end zone. Yeah, but... He did have one catch for 14 yards, and that one catch was a touchdown, which is what we did predict. But yeah, so um, like I said, we're gonna try to get the articles out closer to closer to Sunday, so uh, we can we can be more successful with our picks. You can be more successful with your picks. Um, and yeah, that's how we're gonna go do it going forward. Um, I hope you guys enjoy enjoy the uh, the changes we're making and. Uh, Next week, uh, Morris will be back, um, but right now, it's just me and Dom, and uh, we're going to get right to it. So, Dom, this week at the quarterback position, um, I've got three three guys that kind of jump off the, the page at me, uh, so to say. Uh, 
they got decent salaries. I think actually all the quarterbacks this week have good salaries. Yeah, they don't seem to be, and nothing seems to be too inflated this week. So yeah, the uh, the most inflated quarterback is Mahomes, which is obvious. Yeah. You know, at seventy one hundred. So um, yeah, so the, the you know the guys that are slightly cheaper than that, um, because you don't really need to spend that much money at quarterback. Um, I've got Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, and Jared Goff. Do you want to maybe break down a little bit? Um, about those guys, or you kind of want me to go ahead and well, um, well, see where I'm coming from? For this quarterback position, I do have on my list also, I do have Goff at 6,600, and I do have Flacco. Um, I think Flacco is a great pick if you're looking to not spend big at the at the quarterback position. He's going up against the Saints defense that just gets lit up um, for points every week. Um, they have been playing a lot better recently, but you know, if you're looking for a cheaper pick at quarterback, I think Flacco's definitely your guy. Goff, on the more expensive end, he is the second highest salary at the quarterback position, but he's going up against a 49ers defense that isn't really that good. Um, you know, I know that they've played their hearts out against the Packers on Monday night, believe me, having a heart attack that whole game. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, that defense still just isn't good. So I think Goff is a good pick. Uh, the other guy I had was Dalton. He is going up against the Chiefs defense that once again is still, I mean, very, very bad. Uh, you know, he's got Tyler Boyd's becoming a prime target of his. A.J. Green can always make plays. And even now he's got Joe Mixon that back. So the running game's a little bit back now, and he can still catch balls in the backfield. Uh, mm-hmm. Your other pick, Baker Mayfield, I think is a good pick also. Granted, I mean, other than that Jets game, uh, he hasn't really done a whole lot. Uh, that Raiders game, he had a great game against. Then he went up against a tough Ravens team, and it, they ended up squeaking out a win. Almost tied, but ended up squeaking out the win. And then last week, he didn't have that great of a game. But he's going up against the Tampa Bay defense that – the goal of defense is that our back picks are trying to are pretty much playing just get shredded at any single moment. So, yeah. So uh, I I listed Mayfield only because I just feel like this could possibly be his welcoming party. You know, as far as explode, um, giving us what we saw at Oklahoma, just chucking the ball every single receiver multiple targets every receiver and just dominating Um, because he has that capability. We just really haven't seen it since the jets where he just kind of came in and like was electric. I've yet to see the electricity, you know, since then. And I think this week he could do it. That's why I have him listed. I think he's someone that you can take a chance on and not be too disappointed. I think his floor is probably like 16 points. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think, they all have similar floors this week, Flacco and Goff. I think Flacco's floor is similar, like 16 to 18. And I think Goff's floor is like 20. It's just you got to spend the extra, you know, 800 you know, $1,200 on them. Yeah. Uh, everything's similar with the – like you mentioned, Dalton. There's one similarity between all the quarterbacks this week that we mentioned. They are playing the four worst defenses in, in, in as far as pass. Uh, as far as pass defense, the – um, the Saints are 32nd against the pass. They're going against Flacco. The um, the Bucks are 31st against the pass. <laughs> um, 
and then Goff is going against San Fran, who's 31st against court fantasy quarterbacks. Um, and then Dalton's playing the Chiefs. So, yeah. you know, it's – with the quarterback position, you really do have to go that route. Like, you know, um, the good defenses will limit it, will limit good quarterbacks. The bad defenses can't even, lim- uh, you know, limit the average quarterback. So – when you're going with quarterbacks each and every week, that's kind of what you have to look for. It's just like who can light up, you know, such and such defense, who's playing the Bucks, who's playing the 49ers, you know, who's playing the Chiefs. That's who I want in my life. Yeah, exactly. And if you're looking at all our picks too, any of them are good choices. It's just a matter of do you want to spend the money on the quarterback with 6,600 being the highest for Goff, or do you want to go all the way down to Flacco, who is at – 5400 so that's where yeah. that's where your, your decision really comes into play this week yeah so all the quarterbacks we listed flags at 5400 bakers at 5800 he's kind of a little risk uh, but like i said tampa bay um and then golf is at 6600 so um you know can't go wrong with any of them i think those are the guys i would go for um if you want to be really safe i guess go with mahomes um it's 7100 but you know, you want to spend at other positions where, you know, like is the quarterback, you know, pretty much everyone has a similar floor. And uh, so, you know, you don't need to spend that much money at QB in DraftKings anyway. Yeah. I mean, as long as you have, like we keep saying, as long as the defense is, you know, that the quarterback's going up against are is crappy, you're more than likely going to get at least probably 17, 18 points on a low side and upwards of. I mean, how many, to quote Michael Jordan, the ceiling is the roof. So, or the roof is the ceiling, whatever that quote was he had. Oh, man, yeah. Good old MJ. All right, so, uh, yeah, those are the quarterbacks. Uh, later, maybe when we talk about predictions, we'll throw in a couple other names. But uh, right now, we'll move, we'll move on to running back. Um, Dom, who do you have on your list? So, for running back this week, I just have two names. Uh, they really stood out to me. And it was definitely, I mean, it was Saquon at 8,900. He's going up against uh, Atlanta defense, which is, once again, another awful defense in the NFL. And <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to get touches, not only running the ball, but he's probably going to get 15 passes thrown to him for however many yards. I mean, he had 99 yards catching last week against the, the Eagles uh, and over 100 yards rushing. So he's going to get valuable points especially in a league where you get ppr obviously so look for saquon i mean he's very expensive but it might be worth the money and the other guy i have is carry on johnson he's kind of come out of his element so far he had a rough game or two to begin the season i know, I know he's a rookie but he's at 4500 he's going up uh, my against the miami defense that is you know they're all right. <laughs> they're not they're not great. They're not bad. But the one thing to look at with him is that he is coming off of a little banged up ankle. But he look it looks like he's going to play right now. So look for him to kind of make an impact in the game. You know, again he's at forty five hundred. He's on a cheaper end. So that's those two guys that I have listed. All right. Yeah. Um... So I also have Carryon Johnson, um, and it's not that I don't have Saquon Barkley. It's just um, with my strategy in DraftKings, I I kind of go with the top running backs, you know. 
Um, it's either Gurley or Saquon. And then I, you know, the running backs I have on my list are kind of who I would partner them with per se. Um, because I just feel like you can't go wrong playing with playing either of them. Yeah. Because especially Gurley, Gurley's going to get you 28 points a week. That's, that's literally his floor. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, you know, as far as, you know, DraftKings strategy, you know, like you can't go wrong with picking a running back like that. Um, and then, yeah, it's carry on Johnson. He would be a phenomenal piece to a DraftKings lineup this week at 4,500 going up against Miami defense. That's 28th against the run. Um, and I think it's actually, I think that game's going to be an interesting game this week. Um, other than Brock Osweiler playing quarterback, uh, <laughs> which is unbelievable. He actually had a good week last week, but I don't think he could repeat he, that. He's a killer again. He's 4-0, I saw, against the Bears in his career. Yeah, he's, that's the only team he could beat. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, Lions-Dolphins is actually going to be a good game. Uh, you know, the Lions defense is suspect against the run as well. So maybe Kenyon Drake can be playing this, in this uh, week as well. Um or even Frank Gore, if you're feeling real risky. Um, but I think the safest play in that game would be on Johnson. I think he's going to get upwards of 20 touches, um, maybe four targets. And I just think he's a good – he's going to get in the end zone, I would assume. Um, at 4,500, he's he's actually a steal this week. I can't even believe he's ranked – He's uh, he cost that low this week. Yeah, I have a feeling that's because he's coming off, A, a bye week, so – and B, he's also kind of a little banged up. So I think that's probably the reason he's pretty low. But like you said, I you know definitely agree with Kenyon Drake or Frank Gore. The only thing is with those two is they're going to split time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lions defense is very bad against running backs. So, you know, those guys, it's kind of like, a, you know, flip a coin for one of them. And then hope. Yeah, yeah, hope. that's that's more of a of, yeah, like you said, a coin flip. It's like who's going to get the touches. Yeah. Um, Frank Gore's a little bit banged up, and then Kenyon Drake had that fumble last week that almost cost him the game. Oh yeah. I think he's going to come back with like a vengeance this week, and kind of go off. Um, so I think he's definitely a flyer. Um, but yeah, out of that game, number one, Carry On Johnson. I think he's the he's the guy to go to. Um, and yeah, like you said with Saquon, like he's he's a beast. If anyone, if any of you watched the game last week, it was amazing to watch. You know, like that was the only good part of the football game uh, was watching Saquon make people miss. Yeah, he had a self day. Yeah, what do you have? Like two hundred forty-five like yards by himself or something like that. It was some. Yeah, I know he had over two. I think he had a hundred and one rushing and ninety-nine. I know he had ninety-nine receiving. Uh, yeah. It was- it was something crazy. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> two hundred all-purpose yards. That's for, that's that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of the other running backs I have, uh, I have Tevin Coleman um, as well at fifty hundred. Um, if you guys didn't get the news yet, Devontae Freeman is on the IR, um, which was kind of a shock. That's <laughs> um, considering it was last week they were just calling it a bone contusion in his foot, and now he's out probably till like week fifteen or sixteen. Um, and they might just shut him down for the year, depending if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Um, and that they're going to need a, a mighty comeback to do that. So, uh, yeah, Freeman's going to be out. I think Tol- Coleman going forward, um, depending on matchups, is going to be actually a pretty great play. Um, this week, the Giants are 21st against the run. Um, going, you know, um, so far this year, 
Um, he's great at catching the ball in the backfield, and he's due for a good game. So Tevin Coleman's definitely on my list. Well, what what scares me about that though is that I, I know the Giants' offense does suck, and it is atrocious. It is awful to watch. But with the Falcons' defense being so bad, you do not want to get trapped in that kind of oh well, this game is closer. Giants are winning, and they kind of abandon the run game. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing I would be worried about with Coleman, but he is a good play, I would say definitely. Uh, but that's the, like I said, it's the one thing that would worry me if I were to pick him. That's true. Yeah, um, I you know that game could end up actually being a shootout. Oh yeah, that's a that's a poundy over unbelievable. Sure. And you know, I actually didn't take that into account prior to you just saying that. Um, I'm not sure why it didn't register to me that. The Falcons defense still isn't good, and it's not going to be. Yeah, it's banged up. Uh, plus, it's plus it's Monday night. Um, o- OBJ loves you know the prime time. He might eat, so um, Sterling Shepard might eat, and then next thing you know, it's like twenty eight twenty eight in the third quarter, yeah. and Coleman's not even getting rushes. He's just getting maybe a couple targets. Yeah, um, we got to see what he does with them. Really, after, yards after the catch. Yeah, the one thing you don't you just don't want to run into that because I mean, as a Packers fan, when having Packer running backs on my actual fantasy team, that's the kind of problem I run into every once in a while is that they'll get down or get into a shootout and the run is just abandoned and there's nothing you can really do about it. <laughs> yeah, no, there really isn't. Um, yeah, there's so many backs this year that are just game scripted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like if the script doesn't go their way, they're just irrelevant. You know, like Alex Collins, for example. It's like last week he has two touchdowns. Um, but the week before that, he was getting like nine touches. And he's like, he's the starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens, and he's only getting nine touches. Like, just because, you know, they're down or, you know, Flacco needs to throw. It's like you know, all these teams are just completely abandoning the run game, especially in the second half. Yeah, and two guys I would definitely stay away from uh, this week is Yeldon and Howard. Their prices yep. are pretty, you know, pretty kind of eye-opening where you're like, oh, maybe I'll take them. Yeldon's a little banged up, and Howard has just kind of disappeared from that Bears uh, offense. Yeah, um, I would stay away from Howard until he has a game of 15 points or more, um, and then maybe I would play him against a good matchup after that. Right now, uh, he's not really producing. Tariq Cohen is looking like, you know, the guy to take over that offense. He catches passes. He's athletic. He can. He's starting to be able to run off tackle, and he's just being. He's becoming, you know, he's becoming James White. Basically, he's just as talented, and uh, even maybe even more talented. He's just in the wrong offense. Um, and I wouldn't say the wrong offense anymore. Their offense is starting to get a little more creative. But I think the guy to have, you know, if you're going to play a Bears player, it's it's Tariq Cohen. Yeah, I mean, somehow he always ends up on his podcast, and that's Mitch, Trubis- Mitch Trubisky. And yep. he's just <laughs> – it's week by week with him. He'll either go off like he did against the Bucks, but like we said last week, it was the Bucks. But, I mean, you never know what you're going to get from him. And – Howard's kind of struggling because of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. Oh wow, we're talking about Mitch yet again. Um, I I actually I watched a little bit of his play last week. He looked he looked pretty good. Um, 
I think against the Patriots, he can actually do okay. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, it's just, you know, it's not going to go Howard's way as long as Mitch stays inconsistent. He's going to need, you know, a safety blanket with Burton and Cohen. You know, that's that's going to be his go-to. Like, even Allen Robinson, like, he's having an okay year, and he's one of the most talented wide receivers in football. It's so, you know, it's it's just hard to trust anyone really on the Bears. That's not a security blanket for Mitch Trubisky. So, Cohen, Burton. That's pretty much the only Bears players I'm actually kind of looking at as far as, you know, DraftKings plays. Yeah, that I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, um... So, um, before we get off track, the last running back I have is Joe Mixon. Um, he's a little pricey at 7,600. Um, but he's going up against a Kansas City defense that is, I want to say, roughly 30th um, overall. Um, and then Joe Mixon can just kind of do it all, man. He's, he's unbelievable, actually. Um, the last two weeks, he's had 11 targets. So look for him to be involved in the passing game. He's just going to be a bell cow back this week. And I think he's going to do exactly what Sony Michelle did, but he's also against the chiefs, but he's also going to get going to catch passes because they don't have anybody else in the backfield. Yeah, that was Joe Mixon was one of those guys I looked at. Uh, I think as a running back, you can definitely put him in as an RB one or two. Um, but if you want to go high, low, with prices for the running back position, definitely then you can spot him in as a flex spot. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's going to get points. Uh, You know, like we keep saying, the Chiefs defense is bad. So, he's definitely worth a look, definitely. And if you're going to put him in, I would definitely try to slot him in as a flex if you have the leftover money. Yeah, so, yeah. So, he's kind of someone that um, I would look look forward to, like, if I save money elsewhere – if I have, you know, he's 7,600. If I have 7,500 left, I can wiggle someone else, and I would I would wiggle someone else to make him my flex because I think he's that valuable this week um, at 7,600. I think um, he's going to put up 20 points easily. Yeah, I would say I would agree. Yeah, so um, – and as we're mentioning the flex, um, guys, we just want to – Talk about some of the strategies, you know, in DraftKings. Um, recently, Paulie's been giving you five players um, at each, you know, one for each position pretty much. Um, and with the flex, um, I don't know about you, Dom, this is what I like to do. I kind of like to make my team, right? And then the money I have left over is, is towards my flex. And hopefully I'm strategizing well enough that I have roughly about seven sixty eight hundred to about seventy two hundred left for the flex, and then in that range you can get a very good player. Yeah, that's what I mean. I kind of look the same way. Uh, I like to use my flex more for a running back than a receiver, just mm-hmm. because a running back I feel like is going to get a lot more touches and mm-hmm. be a lot more valuable to that position than uh, a wide receiver. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely a good way to look at it. Um, definitely a running back that can also catch passes. So, aka Joe Mixon this week, um, James White, um, you know, just players that are going to get the ball a lot, and hopefully they just do something with it. You know, that's kind of where the flex play should kind of be. <clears throat> All right, so uh, moving on, we'll go to wide receivers. 
Um, I've got a couple ones on my list that like maybe wouldn't have been on lists probably up until this week. Um, I don't know about you, Dom. Who do you got? So I got uh, Tyler Boyd making a huge impact at the at wide receiver position for the Bengals. He is valued at 6700 I think you have to lock him in this week. He's definitely got to be on your team. He's guys having a breakout year. And, you know, he, he was, you know, all right his rookie year. But this year, I mean, he's been having a great year. And we've picked him before, uh, you know, and we've talked about him. So, definitely, and he's just going to continue against the Chiefs defense that is going to get lit up on Sunday Night Football. Another guy I have is Fuentes, another guy who is, you know, it depends with, uh, you know, how Cam Newton is feeling. He's going to get targets now with Greg Olson back in the mix. Look for Fuentes to have kind of more of a higher point value because he's now not going to be that primary guy who's getting the passes. Everybody's going to look for Olson if Olson starts catching the ball more. Fuentes is going to be left open a little bit more. And, you know, he's had more recently, he's had better weeks, which is what you want to see when you're picking somebody. He's at 5,300, and he's playing the Eagles this week. Uh, another guy I have is Taylor Gabriel, low, 47, you know, 4,700 in salary. Wow, he's, he's going up. He's going up against the Dolphins. Um, and, you know, he is going to – he is going to be uh, – you know, he's getting passes. I mean, two couple weeks ago, he lit up the – actually, no, he's not going against the Dolphins. I don't no, know why I wrote the, that. The Pats. Going yeah, the Pats. Pats. That's, I don't know why I wrote the Dolphins. I know he played the Dolphins. Last, last week he played the Dolphins. Yeah, so he's going, he's going up against the Pats. Uh, you know, and we saw this Pats defense is vulnerable to giving up points and giving up yards. Uh, and Mitch Trubisky's finding him. He's starting to kind of develop into a go-to receiver. Uh so look for, you know, I like him also this week. Uh, he's one of those guys that if you did want to flex him, you can definitely flex him also. And then uh, another guy I have is Alshon Jeffrey. He's at 6,300. Uh, number one receiver for the Eagles. Uh, he's just going to get points. He's averaging about 20 points per week, you know, so far this season. And he's only played in a few games, but he hasn't missed a beat since last season. Yeah, so I'm I'm with you on pretty much all those plays. Um, I'm a little skeptical about Funches, um, just because the Panthers' offense, like, I, there's something about it that I just can't trust. Um, I'm not sure what it is. I just think it's Cam's ability to adjust, like, as the play is happening, and just find whoever is open. Um, so, like, he has like talented receivers and then he has Greg Olson as well and he has McCaffrey so it's like you know he he doesn't just have to lock on the one guy the whole time and you know that's why he's kind of been spreading the ball around a little bit um and also with Olson I'm not like I'm not sold on him being 100% he's already talked about how he needs surgery at the end of the year so how healthy could he really be yeah I, I definitely agree with that uh, so how healthy could he really be, you know? Um, and he's been – in the past, he's been injured. I mean, there's been – I mean, he's he's one of those guys. I like to – I don't want to compare him to J.J. Watt, but for the sake of injuries, I will. Uh, you know, J.J. Watt's one of those guys where 
he's not just injured for a few weeks. He's injured for a whole season. Uh, yeah. Greg yep. Olson is the same kind of way. The guy is talented when he's healthy, one of the best tight ends in the league. But when he's injured, it's something serious, and it takes forever to heal. Yeah, so, like, yeah, like we're saying, you know, um, with Olsen, it's just uh, I, I can't trust him. Um, I do still think he is someone that defenses will look at to guard, to cover um, and, and attract defenders. So I do think that does give Funches a little bit of openings over the middle somewhat. He's, he does play pretty well over the middle, um, you know, and he's, he's, a, he's a freak athlete. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a decent play. Um, he's more on my sketchy side. I think a safer play, like you said, would be Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd is an unbelievable player this year. Um, and like we've talked about before, he's kind of just growing into himself as a wide receiver. And alongside A.J. Green, like, that's a, that's a dangerous tandem. Like, that's becoming a very good one-two punch. Like, he's a legitimate wide receiver, too, in regular fantasy lineups, in DraftKings fantasy lineups. Like, he's a legitimate player. And I think, what is he at? He's at 6,700 this week. Tyler Boyd is at 6,700, yep. That's that's a, that's cheap for him, honestly, this year. And going before the year, like, what would you say his, salary, his average salary would have been? Maybe 5,600? Paulie, Paulie picked him at one point, and he was at, I believe, in the 4,000s. I mean, it was yeah. it was him and – I remember because it was him and Ridley one week, and they both lit it up. And they mm. both had, had big weeks before. Their values didn't, you know, skyrocket. And they both had huge weeks the next week. And now finally, you know, it's taken until week seven to finally realize that what his value is. Yeah, so um, he's definitely uh, – I think he's valued accurately right now, um, if not even lower than he should be. Um, and, yeah, going against the Kansas City Chiefs defense, um, you can – you know, double up on this game if, you know, Dalton and Boyd. I mean, that could be end up being a lethal combination, you know, um, especially in the money leagues. You know, it could be a really lethal combination. Um, and then going forward, um, you mentioned Taylor Gabriel. I think Gabriel's a pretty good play, too. He's just so fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's so fast. Um, him and watching him and Albert Wilson play last week was like, you know, like the Spider Man meme where they're like pointing at each other. That was literally them. <laughs> yeah, they they're Gabriel. I mean, Gabriel started off slow, but he's just starting to light it up now. Yeah, um, and and Mitch likes him, so uh, there there's another Mitch reference. Um, he likes him, um, so I think he'll be decent this week, especially with his salary in the four thousands. Um, so yeah, I, I like your list. Um, alongside your list, I've got uh, I've got a flyer in Josh Gordon. Um, He's at 5,600 this week against the Bears. Wow, we're talking about the Bears a lot. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he's going against the Bears. He's pr- most likely going to be lined up against uh, Prince uh, Mukamura, which I think is a – I mean, just think about the athletic ability of, of Josh Gordon. I think it just surmounts and it just pummels Prince of Mukamura, who I think is a good athlete. Um Khalil Mack is banged up a little bit. No one's sure if he's going to play. I think he will because, you know, it's against the Patriots at home. Like, come on, he's, you know, he's got to play. Um, so their pass rush might be, you know, a little worse than it has been. Um, and then just talking about Josh Gordon in general, last week he had nine targets. Um, 
he played a very good percentage of the snaps. I want to say, I'm just going to throw out, you know, close numbers. I would say it was like 65 out of 85. It was somewhere in that range where he played a lot more snaps than usual. Um, and um, Brady was going to him nine times. He went to him nine times. So with his athletic ability and if he can get one-on-one coverage against a weaker corner, I think he can at least sketch, he can catch a touchdown, maybe have four or five catches. Um, so at 5,600, I think he's worth it. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about Josh Gordon this week? Josh, Josh Gordon's one of those guys who I think he's going to, you know, he's definitely going to get targeted. He's way too good of a receiver to just not just disappear. The one thing I think you worry about with him is that, you know, is he almost sometimes too too much big play dependent? Uh, you know, he, he loves to get it, you know, get going. He loves to get past those corners and safeties and catch the ball. So you want to see him kind of more – you know, take advantage of every target he gets. And you don't want to see kind of Brady and the Patriots really to get more big play dependent on him. Um, and then I'm also seeing right now that he has a little bit of a hamstring issue. So I don't know if that's something you should worry about or what. It seems like he's definitely going to be all in and being able to play. But, you know, you don't want to have that definitely kind of, you know, have you know put him in and have him that be an issue with it yeah so so like we were talking about earlier on the show that's kind of why um you know we want to hold off on just making rash decisions on wednesday um and letting you know and having paulie just put out his picks you know thursday morning where there's still three days until sunday so i think josh gordon is someone to keep on your radar um i think it's more of with the Patriots, all the Patriots injuries, I feel, are, like, precautionary. Other than Rex Burkhead, because he needs to be in a bubble. But, um, and now he's hurt for the year. But I think Josh Gordon is precautionary, just like Sony Michelle was precautionary last week. Michelle ended up being a game-time decision, and he, he put up 22 fantasy points. So I'm not really buying what the Patriots are selling um, with their injury reports. So, um but, yeah, keep an eye on Josh Gordon going forward in the rest of the week. Um, I think if, he, if he's a go, he's someone that um, you should take a risk on. Um, you know, if you're playing in you know, a lower money tournament or something, you know what, just take a chance on Josh Gordon because he, could, he, can have a, he has a pretty high ceiling. Um, and then my other guys, I actually have two Ravens receivers. Um, obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play both. Um, I just think it depends on, you know, who you have at quarterback, running back, et cetera. Um, I have Josh Brown. I'm not Josh Brown. John Brown and Willie Sneed. Um, Willie Sneed is at $4,000 this week, going up against the worst slot defense in the league. And he – and Willie Sneed's been having a great year. I, um, his floor, I would say, going forward is roughly 10, simply because he just gets the targets. He's averaging 7.2 targets a game. Um, and like I said, he's going up against the worst cornerback on the Saints who are not good at defending the pass. So look for him over the middle. Joe Flacco, I think, is going to be throwing a lot because the Saints' run defense is actually very good. Yeah. So um, I think short pass to Willie Sneed over the middle is something that is going to be happening. I would say he gets 12 targets this week. Um, and then, yeah, John Brown is kind of like Josh Gordon where it's like, 
all right, you know, he has the big play capability. Um, and he's been seeing more targets. So it's like, you know, those guys, those are guys that if you take a chance on them and it's successful, it can bring you a lot of points. Um, so those are, that's kind of where I'm at with receivers. I feel like Willie Sneed is kind of a security blanket um, in DraftKings with a low floor. And I think, you know, John Brown is more of a flyer. Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely those guys. Uh, I would say definitely more Snead than Brown, mm-hmm. uh, just for those reasons you put out. And I think another Ravens wide receiver to take a flyer on, especially if you're playing Joe Flacco corner, uh, quarterback, is uh, Crabtree. He's still in his value right now is only at 5,100. Um, he is, I would say, definitely the primary target at receiver. Uh, he's averaging 12 fantasy points per game. Hasn't had, you know, averaging 15 uh, yards per catch. It's definitely someone you can definitely take a flyer on or you can slot him in as a wide receiver two or three. And then they'll even give you kind of more money for the rest of your team. And he's going to get the targets like, like we keep saying. The Saints mm-hmm. defense is bad. <laughs> and there's yeah. no, um, there's no <laughs> if, ands, or buts about it. So. You're just gonna yeah. you're gonna have to you know I think definitely one of those three Ravens receivers I would say definitely slot in your lineup, um, but I think Brown if I had to rank them Brown would definitely be the last person I pick. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean the reasons you just gave are actually uh, you know that's that's kind of why we're do, we're doing this we're kind of seeing what points we each have with the players we're picking. Um, and now that I think about it, like, you know, Crabtree is actually very good this year and Joe Flacco likes him. Um, so at 5,100, he's actually cheaper than John Brown. So he's definitely a consideration. And then Willie Sneed, you know, it's like he has the lower, he has the highest floor. So I guess now that, you know, you're bringing it up, I guess for me this week, Sneed to be my one and then Crabtree, then Brown. And I really don't think you could go wrong with any of them. It just depends on how you want to spend your money. Yeah, exactly. All right. Whew. A lot of receiver talk. Um, I mean, I love wide receivers, but uh, um, let's go on to tight ends, the other pass catchers. Um, I got a couple on my list here um, that I really like and that will save a bunch of money this week. I actually think these are they're really cheap. Um, Trey Burton. David Njoku, Austin Hooper, 4,300, 4,200, 4,200. Just their salaries are just eye-opening to me. Um, New England against Burden is their 27th in the league against tight ends. Um, The Tampa Bay defense is 31st against tight ends with Njoku. And then Austin Hooper recently, in the last two weeks, he has 22 targets, 18 receptions, and uh, 148 yards in two weeks. So, I mean, I just think these these are guys that, at their prices, are definitely good to have in your fantasy lineups this week. Um, in regular fantasy, DraftKings, um, you know, any, any daily fantasy lineup, like, these are guys that you can have on the cheap. Yeah, I would say those guys are – I would agree with every single one of them. Uh, I actually had – all three of those written down. Uh, so I think Njoku is probably, I would say, 
your best bet just because it's going up against Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, we have to worry about with Baker Mayfield. Is he going to hit him? Uh, he did see 12 targets last game, but you know you you want you want Baker Mayfield to kind of take that step forward, and you're hoping Njoku is along for the ride. And you know you don't want to see a game where the Browns are struggling or you know can't get points, can't get yards, three and outs, or getting the first down and then going you know right away punting. You, know, you just don't want to see that. So I think as just a you know. As a single player, Njoku is the best bet at tight end, especially for his value. I think if you're looking at a guy who's definitely going to see targets, it's going to be Hooper. Um, you know, those two, I would say, are one and two. They're both priced the same. The Giants have not been able to contain tight ends this season so far. Um, so either one is, uh, I would say, is your best bet. Uh, if you're going to go on a little bit more on the expensive end, if you have the room, George Kittle. Uh, you know, he's been getting a lot of targets, especially with Beathard at, Q- at QB. Uh, you know, he didn't have the greatest game against the Packers, you know, but he did have a decent game. Uh, he is a kind of bit, he is a little bit banged up. He has been limited at practice this week. Uh, his knee seems to be bothering him, but he did play, uh, when no one really expected him to play. <laughs> uh, that was another kind of issue we ran into last week, but, you know, I would definitely say Njoku or Hooper are your best bets this week. Yeah, so um, I also like Kittle. I mentioned him last week. Um, it's not that he disappointed me last week because he did get the targets. Um, it's just the game really wasn't going his way. Um, you know, Marquis Goodwin had the two big plays, and, you know, that was their drive. It was two huge plays of Marquis Goodwin. The drive stops. They get their points. So, um he was sort of limited in that way. Um, but I think George Kittle is super talented. Um, like going forward in his career, he's going to be a top 10 tight end for the next four or five years if he can stay healthy. Um, so if you want to spend the money, um, he's going up against the Rams who are okay against tight end. They're actually pretty bad over the middle um, this year so far. Um, so he's definitely someone that Beathard looks to as well. So if you want to spend the money, I think Kittle's a good play. Um, and then for me, um, w- between Burton and Joku and Hooper, um, I think Burton has the lowest floor. I mean, the highest floor rather, um, simply because like he's. I'm going to mention Mitch, Mitch again. He's just a security blanket for Mitch Trubisky, and he's a huge target over the middle of the field. Um, he lines up everywhere. Um, and then, like I said, uh, you know, the the New England Patriots are 27 against tight ends. Um, so, yeah, I would maybe go Burn and Joku Hooper. Um, and I really don't think you'd go wrong with any of them because, like I said, with their, their salaries, it's 4,300, 4,200, 4,200. You can go any which way with them. Yeah. And the tight end position, it's been down recently, you know, especially in DraftKings. Uh, you know, unless you're willing to shell out the money. But for tight ends, that's a position you really don't want to kind of absolutely use a lot of money on if you don't have to. So, but like we said, Hooper, Njoku, Burton, you know, those guys are all best bets at the price. Yeah, um, and I would stay away from Ingram for at least one more week. Um, I think Ingram is actually the, the most talented tight end 
in football, um, other than Zach Ertz, maybe. Um, I know he's alongside Travis Kelsey. I think he's super talented as a receiver, as a receiving tight end. But coming off that injury, I would wait at least one more week to play him. So if you're listening, stay away from Ingram for one more week. I think in the following weeks, he will be a guy that you can stick into your lineups. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, Dom. So do you want to go into flexes at all, or did we kind of cover that? Yeah, I would say let's. I would say let's skip the flex. Uh, All right. Yeah. So let's get right into defense. Yeah, defense sounds good to me. What you got, Dom? So just for the sake of so the way I usually play my DraftKings is uh, defense. I usually <laughs> look for a, a bottom of you know I don't even go towards the top. I go straight to the bottom. I look at what teams have the most potential to get points at God knows what salary. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm looking as I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I see the Jets. Now the Jets had good game last week. They had three interceptions and one fumble. One of those was a pick six. Uh yeah. <laughs> I know they're going up against the Vikings, but I think just for the sake of DraftKings and trying to stay under that fifty thousand mark as much as you can, you really don't want to worry about defense if there's no clear-cut, you know, standout defense that you see. Like, we had the Ravens on week one who put up 22 points that week. Uh, so, I think the Jets definitely, they're at 2,100. That's the, <laughs> the the worst defense is the Niners at 2,000, right? The Jets at 2,100, I feel like, is a complete steal and gives you more leeway and getting a flex spot or a receiver or whatever position you want to spend a little bit more money at. But I would say definitely Jets let let you get that kind of more value at the flex spot. All right. Yeah. Um, so um, I actually didn't have them on my list originally. Um, but now that you're saying that, like, I'm actually kind of looking. And I think I would rather I have on my list the Browns. And I think I would actually rather the Jets defense over the Browns defense, if that's what it came down to, and save myself $300. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, like the Jets defense is super talented and like they're so young and they just want to play, you know, they're just like, they go out each and every week and they play their heart out and, you know, against the Jags, they had a rough time. I'm not really sure what was going on there. Um, but other than that, like they've been playing well, like they ate, they just like destroyed Matt Stafford's like confidence, <laughs> like we, you know, like. They made him look like a mediocre quarterback, and he's a way above average quarterback. Um, and you know they, you know they picked off Luck a few times last week, forced a fumble. Um, they're just hungry, um, and I think at twenty one hundred, like if they can get to Cousins early, it can actually be a long day for him. Um, because you know, just like the Bills did to him, like they got to him, and they really couldn't do anything after that. You know, um, so I I think the Jets are a good pick. Um, my other two picks, you know, um, would be Detroit against Brock Osweiler. Um, Brocktober is already over. Let's not even say it's going to continue. Brocktober is over. Brock Osweiler is going to throw three interceptions this week against, um, the Detroit Lions. (laughs) And at $2,400, I think you can save enough money. Um, their sneaky play, uh, because you don't have to spend that much money. And then 
Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The Jaguars are going to have their comeback week this week. Um, I know they're at 3,600, but this is definitely the time where Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boy, they just had enough. <laughs> they just had enough. And you know what? I think they're going to start taking over football games themselves. And I think it starts this week with a atrocious Houston Texans offensive line. Um, they're going to get pressured. Deshaun Watson does not want to get hit any more than he has already this year. Uh, he's been getting killed. He's been getting killed, and he's so talented. And they have talented receivers and talented running backs, and they can't move the ball. So I think it's going to come you know, with Deshaun Watson just trying to sling the ball off balance. And I think A.J. Bowie and Jalen Ramsey are going to absolutely eat. I think this is their comeback. I think it is their statement game for the year. Yeah, I would I would definitely think Jaguars are definitely a good play. Another one I had just written down was actually the Texans versus the Jaguars. Um so okay. we went on the other side of the ball. Uh <laughs> this Jacksonville offense has been atrocious. It's been so bad. Uh you know, and the great thing about fantasy is that you don't have to worry about the offensive side of the ball with your defense. So the Texans the Jaguar, I just I think it's a little bit too good to be true. Where this Jaguars defense is so bad that the Texans are kind of showing, but I'm pretty high on the Jets too. Kind of like you said, the Bills shut down the Vikings. Uh, this Jets defense is good. I don't think they get as much credit as they should. Um, in in a league where defense is kind of almost becoming. Like the Big Twelve defense, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. points after points after points. So, you know, like I said, defense is kind of one of those things I like to worry about last, just yeah. so I can pick. You know, I look for the bottom of the barrel teams, and the Jets are one of them. That is the one team that kind of stood out. But then the Texans also uh, is one that also stood out at me. You know, twenty eight hundred's a little bit expensive for my taste, <laughs> but. Definitely something you could look at, take a flyer on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we've we've pretty much covered all of the players that we really need to this week. Um, yeah, um, like we said before, we're not really going to mention flexes. Um, we fe- we feel that you know they're going to be, you know, to me they're going to be your leftover guys um, after you make your picks and you save your money. And did you save enough money to get a valuable flex player? Um, so I'll just I'll go through a couple names I have. We won't really go through them. Um, I've got Edelman, um, James White, and um, Robert Woods. I think they're good plays. I think if you have enough money for them, if you saved enough money with your the rest of your picks, they're definitely guys to go to. Do you, did you have any uh, guys on your flex list, Dom? Uh, well, I'm looking at just because I'm kind of filling in a lineup as we speak just to kind of get a taste of the money. Uh, I'm looking at McCaffrey. Um, he could be valuable. Mixon, we've mentioned him, we talked about him. Definitely, we both said he's kind of a flex spot too. Uh, if you're looking at you know Robert Woods, I think it's a great pick. James White, I think, is a great pick. Uh, you know, if you had the money, Kareem Hunt is a great pick. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people. Like I said, I'm more of a running back guy at the flex position. Uh, so that's just a few. Is you know, Hunt, White, and McCaffrey and Mixon. I think those okay. those guys are 
you know, we'll get definitely get you points at the flex spot. Yeah, those are those are definitely good plays, man. I, I have to agree with you there. Um, so yeah, we're we're about to close out. Before we do, um, we're gonna make a, a couple predictions. Um, Dom, do you, would you like to go ahead and make Morris's prediction um, about what he said about the Eagles this week? Yeah. So <laughs> for Morris, he's got the Eagles winning twenty-seven to. I believe it was yeah twenty seven to sixteen. He's got the Eagles winning. He thinks it's going to be very defensive sided uh, battle for the Eagles. He doesn't think Cam Newton's going to get a lot. Uh, in my opinion, just because the Packers aren't playing this week, we got the the bye week this week, and then going to a showdown with the Rams next week. But uh, so I'll comment on the Jets too. Uh, I think the Eagles win. Uh, I think it might be a little bit closer than an 11-point win. I think it might end up being, like, a three-point win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just think the game will be a little bit closer. And then uh, for the Jets against the Vikings, <laughs> I really hope the Jets pull it out. Uh, they are playing at home, and we talked about last week how Darnold's better at home. Uh, I think the fans show up, ready to go. And if they can stay in a game, I think the Jets might pull this one out. Uh you know, and I am hoping that they pull it out. So I will go, I'm going to go Jets against the Vikings. I am super happy to hear that because I'm actually I'm on the safe wavelength. Um, I'll start with uh, Morris's Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles will win. Um, he said 20, 27-16. I'm not feeling that. Um, I actually think the Pandas will score points this week. Um, I'm feeling both teams in the 20s. Um, I'm going to go 28-24. I think that's the ball game. Um, I think Wentz has a very good day. And I think Alshon Jeffrey has a very good day as well. Um, And then for the Panther side of the ball, look for for McCaffrey and look for Funchess to have a a very good game, um, respectively. Um, Yeah, no Packers this week. Um, So instead of the Packers, I, I would like to mention another game. The Chargers-Titans somewhat intrigues me just because it's in London. Um, I want to stay away from it fantasy-wise because I just don't know what's going to happen. Um, But I want to see if this Chargers offense can beat this defense. You know, like, they were able to handle the Browns, you know, secondary and whatnot with Phil Rivers slinging the ball. Um, But he only threw it like 20 times, I want to say. Um, I want to see if Rivers, Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, um, I want to see if they can, you know, outperform this Titans defense and beat them handily. Um, And then if they do that, I think they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So that's why I'm interested in it. Um, I don't know if you – I don't know what you think about the Chargers, but that's what I think about them. I think the Chargers are – they're always the same old Chargers. They play well. They – make it to the playoffs, and they lay an egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't even make it last year. Yeah, so. but um, you know, I don't know. I just – I think Phil Rivers is on a mission. Um, some of those throws – like, he only had – what was he? He was like 11 for 20 or something, but like seven of his throws were like unbelievable. I, I, it was just – it's just the way the ball comes off his hand is, is beautiful. So I just, I just love watching him play. Um, I've been a fan of his, you know, his whole career. Um, 
And, yeah, that game's at 9.30 in the morning. So, if you're up on Sunday, something to watch. Um, and then, yeah, my Jets, um, Gang Green, baby, um, New Jack City, they've been playing pretty well. Um, they had a couple lo- tough losses, you know, to the Browns and uh, to the Dolphins. But I think this week um, – I think they beat the Vikings. I really do. 21-17 Jets. Yeah, uh, I think that's a, you know, this team's going to this team's ready. <laughs> I mean, they, although they are out without uh Anunua cuz he is out. He's hurt. But this defense, if they play well, they're going to keep him in the game. Darnold's going to, you know, he's going to play well. I don't I think they can pull this one out. And I think it'll be one of the bigger shockers and kind of make the Jets a in the legitimate conversation as a team to, you know, I don't think they'll win the division, but I think they'll definitely compete in coming weeks. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's really time to, like, stop hating on the Jets, you know? Like, they haven't done anything wrong to anybody. They've, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they've been, like, you know, they were such a good team, like, you know, between 2008 and 2013, and they kind of fell off a little bit. Um, they had Mark Sanchez as their quarterback, and the butt fumble and now it's like look at all these young players that they've just been drafting and all this talent they have on defense and then slowly and slowly they're building talent on offense and you know what they you know they're they're gonna be in a lot of tight ball games um i think the jags game was an outlier i don't even think it's relevant to the Jets' season so far um and yeah this week against the vikings i just think it's it's gonna be a good game both defenses, I think, are going to be involved playing well. I think Sam Darnold's going to hold his own. Um, and then I think Jamal Adams is just an absolute animal on the defensive side of the ball. And I think uh, he's going to have a takeaway. And it's going, to be a, it's going to be a great game. I'm so excited for it. What do you, uh, what do you quickly, what do you think about the Sunday night game? Ooh, Bengals, Chiefs. Bengals get their um, – Bengals get the win. The Bengals are going to get – give the Chiefs their first loss second loss oh yeah second loss wow now I sound uh, uneducated about it <laughs> um their first home loss rather that's that's uh that's where I was going with it um <laughs> yeah uh, I just think I think the Bengals um offense is significantly better than the Chiefs defense and I think you know the Bengals if the Bengals have one or two takeaways, um, I think they can stay stick right with the Chiefs and uh, end up pulling it off. Yeah, I I'm pretty much on that too. I think the Bengals will pull it out. Uh, I mean, Mahomes is unbelievable. I've you know, for a second year QB to do what he's doing, it's unreal. But I think the Bengals might be a little bit too much at the receiving end for the Chiefs, and you know, especially. You know, if you shut down Tyler Boyd, you got AJ Green. Shut down AJ Green, you got Tyler Boyd. You know, that's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's another shootout we see on Sunday night. Um, but I think they come out on top with the Bengals scoring. You know, <laughs> definitely over thirty points. I think this one comes out thirty-five, thirty-one Bengals. Ooh, I like it. That's that's a similar score to what I was going to go with. Uh, I was going to say thirty-three, thirty um, Bengals on top. So glad we're on the same page with that. Um, so, and yeah, so we've uh, we've pretty much covered everything. Um, any last minute things you want to you want to so say? Are we going to announce our our newest uh, 
part of this podcast too. We're gonna uh, be going, we'll be going live on Mondays and talking on switching a little bit of seasons, going to the NBA for two days a week. Yeah. So, um, what we're gonna do, guys, is we might start next week, um, depending on how things go over the weekend and uh, talking with the boss man uh, O'Shea. Um, but we might uh, start bringing to you um, Mondays. Um, Monday podcast where we discuss um, multiple sports, um, mainly NBA um, because it's more intriguing, um, but NBA, NHL, um, that'll, that'll kind of be our, our base point. And then um, as more sports start rolling along, like college basketball, we'll start getting involved in that. Um, and on Mondays, we'll kind of give you your picks for the week um, per se. So we'll start out on Mondays. The podcast would probably come out on Tuesday mornings. And then from there, you'll have your picks from Tuesday through um, the following Monday. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, it's in the works. Could happen this uh, upcoming Monday, but it might end up being the next one. Uh, but we'll keep you posted um, on JokerMag.com. Go follow us, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on, guys. And if you haven't already, make sure you sign up uh, for, the daily, for the Daily Fantasy DraftKings uh, promo we got going on at JokerMag. It's extremely easy. Just go to Joker Mag, click on the top link, and sign up. Do it. You'll win money. You won't regret it. Yeah, I think I think they give you they give us a free deposit. So um, if you guys go on, um, I think you deposit five dollars, you get three dollars free. So boom, there's an extra three dollars you can spend this weekend. Um, you can go into multiple multiple games, set multiple lineups depending on how you're feeling, and uh, yeah, go win some money, guys. Uh, yep. So, till uh, we'll let you know what happens, and you know, here's to a great week seven. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, your one-stop shop for sports, lifestyle, and entertainment.